I'm ready to go because I'm going to starve to death. Oh, good, because I already started. Oh, cool. <laughs> hello, hello. Hi. Welcome to A Couple of Sassholes. That's Heather Terry. Oh, that's Purple Maple. We're doing, we're switching it we up backwards. We did. That was just wild. I know. I, was, I didn't know we started. Threw me so off. A lot, a lot just I, was I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to catch you singing. So. Oh, well, I, you don't have to catch me. I'll just catch me outside. Do it. Do you remember that twat? What? You know that she just bought a $6 million house? I'm sure she did because our fucking society sucks. How, how about that, girl? Ugh. She just makes me want to take a shower. She and go to <laughs> one school. One time I was up She there. makes me want to take a shower, read a book, go to school. Yeah. Stay at school. Get good grades. Well, I was at the hair salon get my hair done, and one of the girls looked over and goes, Oh, you look, your hair color's the same as that. How about that, girl? And I was like, Dye oh, it. Change it right it. now. Yeah. Change it right now. Um, Yeah. Yep. I, I would, shave my if head. I would have known that. I don't know that we'd be friends today. I don't think we were friends then. Oh, well, that Back makes sense. Before our worlds collided. So you're just going to go for it? I'm doing it. What well, are you doing? You want to tell everybody what you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, fuck. I'm what? spilling it. Oh, fuck. I'm spilling it. Oh, fuck. It's still spilling. Okay. These are the worst scissors in the world. These are not real Why scissors. Are you why are you holding I don't know, because it's it spilling like a, everywhere. That kid trying to cut a cucumber. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's what you just... <laughs> that's... I'm trying to hold a thing okay. that's all... Shut up. So this is a... Yeah, so it's one of those um, frozen cocktails. Or it was frozen. One it was, and it literally... Ooh, shit. Fuck. Okay. Hit me. me. My hands are going to be so sticky now. Yeah. So it's a Claffy's... Claffy... Is that... Are we saying that right? I don't... I don't it sounds like we have a speech impediment. Claffy's. Okay, I have okay, so I worked out. It's twelve thirty. I haven't eaten, and I'm really like I just smelled the liquor in this. So I'm night night. It's gonna suck when I don't remember anything that happened in this podcast because I was drunk the whole She'll time. She'll be like, "Do you want to record?" I'm like, "We already did." You're at home. <laughs> I dropped you off. Where's my car? It's still there. Well, I'm gonna try the blue raspberry. You have mango. Does it smell like cat pee? Because you know how I feel about fake mango flavors. Does it doesn't it? smell like cat pee. Okay, that's good. It does smell like liquor. The Mine lake. just smells like. A slush, like blue slush. Which oh my know. god! Do you remember whenever the um, snow cone people came to in our neighborhood? In my neighborhood, I feel like we've mentioned that on this oh, podcast like six fuck. times. They I don't care because it was delightful. What? It was. We need to do it again. They yeah. come every day. Well, we're fucking popular in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those minions that live over there. Oh, what do you think about that one? Firstly. Mm-hmm. My teeth are very sensitive, and that was very cold. Second. Is that why you look so Yeah, intense? I was like, oof, <laughs> it got me there for a second. Mm, got my goat. So I threw these in the cooler. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a fully iced cooler on the boat, and they were fucking melted within, like, three seconds, and they never froze up. So that was a really big bummer. Like the one? Like the big fucking ice cooler. Yeah. I'll try again and, like, dig them in deeper. I think what happened was, like, it, it took us a second to... But I'm talking like they were out of a freezer. They were out of a. They were out of the freezer, and they were in a cooler with no ice for maybe like 20 minutes. I get that that may have, but whatever. They just melt really fast. Like I threw these in my bag. You know, yeah. like we're talking barely. They're not. Maybe it's because of the liquor in them. I guess we're used to those ones that cut the sides of your mouth, like the Joker. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what do you call them? What do you call those? You know, what I'm talking about. What, what was that? I'm trying to swallow this. Okay. You're coming to me with questions, and then there's dead air, and I'm like, I'm swallowing. <laughs> um, number one, this is delightful. Okay. And yeah. I don't know what, the little icy things? What do you call them? I, the icy things? Like ice if you pop? said, Mom, ice I pop? want ice pop. An ice pop, yeah. I call them freeze pops. That's what I called them. That's cool. I don't know. There was just a big internet debate. It's all about its occupation, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to sneeze, too. Okay, what are your thoughts on yours? It's good. I think it's delightful. I could have, like, one. Just pour it in a cup right now. If we had a cup, we both look around. We're like, is there a cup? The cup is my fucking mouth. (laughs) There you go. Mm -hmm. Well, this is good. Mm -hmm. We brought a little extras 
Mm-hmm. We're finally going to try. What is this? Delirium. It's a popsicle. Not That's what I called it. Huh? It's a popsicle. popsicle. These are 90 calories. Sam's Club. Sam's Club. If I was going to marry any fucking store, it would be a Sam's Club. Mm. That's my baby daddy. It's Sam's Club. A Sam's Club. God, I love them. Can't I get enough try of them. I've been to Costco um, plenty of times. They're okay. basically the same thing. I don't... You, like, bulk if shopping we, flexing we, on me right oh, now? Because I, I really want to go there. Well, I lived in Florida, and that's what we had there. Dang. So it's like, yeah, that's why. Well, I want to go. And then there's BJ's, too, if we're just, like, fucking throwing out all the big shopping warehouses. I've never even heard of that one. They're all a good time. <laughs> all, all of them are a good time. Okay, are we going to try that other weird little elephant? Oh, yeah. Delirium Nocturnum Belgian Ale. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to write that down. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if you can. Your phone would probably change it. It has a cute Oh, little... these were super cheap, too. These little, the little popsicle things from yeah. Sam's Club. I'm <laughs> announcing that again. I was like, is Sam sponsoring? And I, I don't wish know. they, they would. I wish they fucking would. That's... Bottle opener. So, so we were supposed to drink this last time. This was like three times ago. It's yeah. in my fridge. Well, uh, like, what is that? I, I, it is really weird. You were already buzzed up when you bought it. Okay. I'm going to get tet. Man, we're just I crash in the day. Okay, I don't know. Why is that so fizzy? I, I don't know. We're out of okay. We're not necessarily out. I mean, you can use the ones for my Invisalign. The first time I ever put my fucking Invisalign on a napkin. Why is it so? You would have thought that I shook, shook it, it all the way here. I have seen you drive, so maybe you did shake it all the way. Listen, here. I'm kidding. I'm obviously <laughs> the, the more aggressive driver of the two. The more aggressive everything of the two. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> spade to spade. Hey, we got hey, it. Hey, boom, boom, boom. That was like I didn't bartend ever. <laughs> yeah, or never once had used a bottle opener. It just smells like beer. Well, it's a beer, isn't it? It's a Belgian beer. I don't know. You can go you first. You have it all the way over there. It's like six miles away. Okay. Well, Deli- yeah, this is weird. Family, yep, yeah, okay, since 1654. <laughs> just, it feels weird. It looks oh, like. Oh, it smells like a beer. Like, it smells like, like a blue moon. Like blue moon. Basic beer. Just a beer. Tastes like, I don't know, it's giving me a lot of blue moon vibes without the orange. That's beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Mother loves her beer. <laughs> Just can't keep. I can't go muzzle on and crush a six or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't keep her paws out of the fridge whenever there's ice cold beer in it. The paws in the fridge. Okay, it's 8.5% though. Oh, so we're, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm wasted right now. Yeah, but four of these are like $25. They're expensive. For what purpose? Alcoholism. <laughs> That's exactly the purpose. Okay. Well, do you want the, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'll sippy sip. Okay, here. Thank you. No. All right. Well, I grabbed one more. Oh, there's more. Whoa. Yeah. She was like, Heather was like, we're going to get drunk this Well, I already Sunday. had these in the car whenever you were like, I'm bringing the popsicles. Oh. That's what, <laughs> I love that that's what I sound like to you. Well, what okay. do I sound like to you? Um, do it. A country. A country Man. Pumpkin. <laughs> Just because I have a deep voice doesn't I do, too. Brr, brr, brr. Yeah. Okay, so this oh, is. Oh, no. Yeah. What? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, fuck me, man. Okay, so this is a bang mix with two X's. Hard seltzer. Frosé rosé. Oh, man. You just got so fucking white. <laughs> Frosé rosé. I feel like a douchebag. I know. <laughs> rosé all day. Okay, I'm gonna Oh, go. fuck, I forgot I had makeup on. Yeah. Woo, I just scratched my eyeball like oh, there was did, no mascara on it. didn't have makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, man, I was like, what's that hard feeling? That would be my mascara rubbing into my eyeball. <laughs> Okay, this isn't even cold. You know when you haven't worn makeup in so long that you start looking sickly? That was me today. That's why I was like, I'm going to have to put on some mascara and eyeliner. Just wanted to share that. 
Oh, well. I, well, I haven't showered, so I guess what's the point? I had last night's makeup on today, so. I'm always proud when you do that. What? Always proud. It means it was a good night. Yeah, something like that. No, it was. Okay, this. this it's 100 my, calories? Yeah, it's been in my garage for a very long time. I've tried one before. Not a fan, but I'm going to do it again. California cash refund. I'm so confused. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Okay. I forgot that I hate this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it tastes like if you crushed up, and I want you to think about this, if you crushed up a bunch of uh, Smarties. Okay. And then put it in seltzer. Seltzer water. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's, it's. Do you put these in the fridge or do you leave them on the top it of your was car? In the, they're fucking hot. I told you it was in the garage. Why is it caffeine free then? Because like, I don't. That is so dumb. Bang is an energy drink, and then you're coming at me with a caffeine free fucking fuck y'all, fuck you. That's do you know they make vapes now too? I saw that when I was getting gas um, the other day. Can, are they even allowed to? Because that's just now targeting children. I yeah. Rose, rose. Think Smarties in your head. 100%. Right? Isn't that weird? At first I was like, I kind of like it. And then I took another drink. Like, this is awful. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I mean, it is hot. So thank you for the hot drink. Listen. <laughs> look and look. I'm just, I can't. I don't know. If it, it's one thing, if it had inner, if it had like some energy drink, drink in it, it, I would drink it. I knew it. If there was some caffeine, if you were going to spam me up. I told you that it had it in Well, I can still read the Kansas. Oh, it's It says here? it right there. That's You didn't tell me that it wasn't. I read it on the can. Oh. The very front. <laughs> These two are pretty. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> yep, don't care. No. So don't care. That. All right, so we have lots of lots of things to give me a hangover before one. Mm-mm. How long have we been talking, just so I can kind of stay on track here? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Things that have happened or are happening. Things. Okay. Updates. Yes. Updates. Number one, Cancun. My throat just made a weird noise. I love it when it does that. Cancun. <laughs> we leave for Cancun on Saturday. What time do we leave on Saturday? We fly out at 6 o'clock. So. 6 a.m. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to It's leave. a 2 a.m. wake up. Yeah. Travis was like, awesome. I'm going to go snapper fishing. I'll be up whenever you wake up. I was like, why are you weird? Because well, he's like, so excited yeah. about it. He's like, cool, we can all wake up at the same time together. And I'm like, oh, great 2 a.m. wake ups. I love them. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> love him. Not his alarm. Uh-uh. But I am excited that he's going to be up at the same time so I don't have to worry about oversleeping. Because that's like that fear where you don't really sleep and you're all worried. Anytime where I have to be up at 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah. for a flight, I barely fucking sleep because I have so much fear of well, oversleeping. Well, I'm going to be so excited. Oh, I know. I have all my swimsuits already on, like, over to the side. I'm going to start packing now. You would. I would. I'm a douchebag like that. I'm going to do it, like, the day before. All the new things that I bought, all of that's going to get packed up. Because I, I specifically got it for this. Mm-hmm. And whatever we get today. Yes, and I'm very excited. Because you're going to be a maxinista. I've never gotten so much love back in the text message. I was like, you want to go after we record? And you're like, ah! <laughs> oh, I want to go. So, let's go. We're going to go. And now I'm going to be drunk. So it's going to be even more fun. Oh, God. <laughs> just me just fucking yes, doing Yes, I love zoomies. that because I, <laughs> I can just make you buy stuff. That's fun. Okay, okay, well. What? I'll be like, that looks cute. I'll be like, no. The next day you take it back. <laughs> oh, please don't do that to me. I know. I <laughs> um, so I'm super excited. We're going to do a Just the Tip episode. Speaking of Just the Tip, we started our Just the Tips. Yeah. And the reason we named them Just the Tip is because, you know, it's just... We did it. You I came up with it. And I really want to take... bloody bear. I, w- <laughs> I really want to take credit for it. Oh, thanks. No, you know those little times where you're on a lunch break and you only have so much time to listen to us or it's on your way to work and you have a 20 to 27 minute commute? We are perfect for you. Um, so <laughs> that's the infomercial. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I love it. We're gonna do it. Um, we're gonna do some just the tips yes. in Mexico. Yeah. I was thinking well, about that. we we're gonna do it, and then we're gonna have to listen to it sober to make sure that it's. I I we're gonna I want to do them in the mornings whenever we are having our breakfast and we have coffee and yeah. like because we're in a resort environment. I feel like we can actually eat food. Heather and I went to Destin. <laughs> we were like, do you want to split this turkey sandwich? Like once. 
We went to dinner one time. One, we ate one meal in five days, yeah. like one full meal, okay. and I think we had three bites of it, and then like we literally had turkey sandwiches. Yeah, and we made each other eat it. I was yes. like, "Well, you have to eat one if I'm eating one." And I like, know, fine. And it's because we were so used to just kind of living off alcohol, which is terrible. Yeah. We were just never hungry, so not mm-hmm. on this trip. So I look mm-hmm. forward to eating. Mm-hmm. I thought too today when I worked out, I was like, "We should probably try to see if there's like a day that we who knows you know well, to what." Are you going to say, if you say work out while we're down there? Not working out for five days. Have you gone five days without working out in months? a long time. That's what I'm saying. But we might we'll want to go walk on a, we'll just go walk We can just do a walk. Okay. I'm not going to be, no. Okay. You her, said that and I was like. <laughs> just wake you, up and I'm doing push-ups next to the bed. Like, you're lifting me up. <laughs> just I'm like, put me down, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be fun. Oh, I'm so ready for it. Life has been so much lately. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes life just fucking gets you. It's been really hard for me. I've been going through some shit. Yeah. I don't think the timing of this trip couldn't be, like, it couldn't be better. I'm so fucking ready to go. And it's our friend anniversary. We didn't even realize that. Yeah. I've only known you three years. That's weird. Because Hannah asked me that yesterday. She's like, how long have you been, how long have you known each other? And I was like, oh, three years. She's like, that's it? (laughs) That is kind of what. But then Uh it also kind of feels like a long time. Because I still feel like I met you for the first time yesterday. Well, that but then was we've just been through so very much. Very cute. Whatever. The notebook. Oh, <laughs> someone's got a heart. Oh my God. You're, don't embarrass me. Well, <laughs> don't embarrass me. <laughs> don't want to tarnish that reputation. Yeah, that hard hard ass. Yeah. Just what else is on your list? Black I like hole you have in a my throat. List. I always do. I'm adorable. I can't. Um, oh, that we bought a boat. And there's an exclamation point. I know because I was so excited. We bought a boat. We finally took it out. It was such a good time. We can't wait for you and Will to come out. Mm. Yes. It's going to be a good time. Um, the anxiety of figuring, like, if you're not around a boat a lot, the sounds that they make are loud and kind of empowering. <laughs> They're terrifying. I am always afraid I'm going to drown us or it or something. I'm going to wreck it. Drown Titanic. It. I don't know. It just makes me nervous. And so Travis has me, like, pull the trailer out. And I am so terrified. Have you seen ever on YouTube, like, where the person didn't put the emergency brake on and the fucking b- the truck goes into the water? Have you ever seen that? <laughs> nope. Oh, my God, I hate that I've seen that because I think it every time. So you, like, the emergency brake is on. You have to pop it, keep your foot on the, with your left foot. like Or at least this is how I do it to make sure I don't fucking die. <laughs> or have, like, Travis break up with me because I sunk his fucking ram. The, you keep your foot on the regular brake and then you have to, like, do this so that you don't, like, tire screech. And what I'm doing is, like, saying back off the brake and hit the gas. And then yeah. I've been, like, driving around with the trailer, like, with a big hard dick. I'm just like, look at me go. <laughs> I'm just becoming so powerful as a female. Like, <laughs> you're so much. I know. You're so much. I know. And you're you're so much too. I am. But I'd say I was driving around with a big hard dick. I know. Well. <laughs> I'm always like, what am I supposed to do? Just sit here with my dick in my hand? I'm the worst. You do, I mean, you do. Talk I do. About I talk about a yes, lot. a lot, a so lot, a much, lot. so much. It's it's a thing. So we do have some pretty intense storylines today. I don't even think we talked about what our topic is. No, I think we kind of just were like, let's drink, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Farmhouse. It was farm phenoms, basically. Like oh, yeah. crazy ass shit that happened on farms. Yes. 
this we decided to do this because, because we're going to the farmers market, and it's so amazing that we have like a Excel sheet of, or I mean, I manage an Excel sheet. But yeah, I'm like, ooh, don't <laughs> spread those lies about me. <laughs> of like what our topics are, and it's so funny how they kind of get bumped because depending on the time that we have during we the found, week, how much research we have, once we dig in deeper, we found better stories that way. Yeah, we yeah. Found, but these I are I think this is a real fucked up story for me. Yeah, I'm having a hard time kind of processing it. I've honestly. noticed that it's one of those stories that's like really fucked with me. Try not to look. Yeah, don't look at it. Okay. Stop. Don't look away. Don't look at it. Yeah. Look, I won't. Don't make eye contact. Okay. No, um, and oh. I don't know if you want to go first. I don't mind going first. Go for it. Um, so this story, yes, as I mentioned, like with Heather, I mean, I've talked to Travis about it and Jaden about it and they could fucking care less, but they're entertaining it for me because they love me. But like this one is so fucked up. It's called the White House Farmer Murders. I, I had like never I heard saw, of it before. I feel like I saw it when I was scrolling. But. It happened in 1985, which is kind of why we don't know a shit ton about it. Yes. Um, you weren't born and I was just. And I, there's also an amazing, oops, pressed a few things. I took a screenshot so I could make sure I could say it all right. Oh, good thing it came out real clear. Look how blurry that is. <laughs> oh, I know. Now it fakes. Okay. So I pulled a, most of this was from Wikipedia, honestly, like the written part that I'm kind of reviewing today. Yeah. But there's also the murders at White House Farm is on the HBO Max. And it is based on extensive research, interviews, and published accounts, including the murders at White House Farm by Carol. Carol Ann Lee, and then also material from In Search of the Rainbows and by Colin Caffell. Um, awesome. I think I'm saying that right. Story. He's I'm very excited. And he's one of the um, cousins that kind of lived through this entire experience, the Caffell. So okay. if I'm saying anything wrong, hopefully I'm not because I just watched the fucking show and I'm kind of a twat if I am. Also, too, I didn't get all the way through it, which bummed me out, but I've been like, everyone's been home the last two days and I'm like pushing them to make me and like watch the show. And the show's so fucked. Like the story is so fucked up. I was trying to figure out, I was like, I'm going to call him like a fuck cunt probably the whole entire time or a fuck bag all those things because i hate this person so much i can see it your eyelashes look good thank you i've been using the lash boost by <laughs> rodian and fields a lot lately and yeah. i feel like they are popping off they they look fake thank you in a good way so sweet in a good way not like speaking of know. fake when i was at um the car wash yesterday and i got off the phone with you to vacuum out my car i think i vacuumed up a fake eyelash what yeah remember whenever my hairdresser put them on me and i felt oh, like oh you ripped them off and I took them off because I was like, I look like a fucking idiot. They look good. I can't do them. They just, you don't need them. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Don't I prefer if, uh, stay as natural as you can be until you get the fake boobs. Because I was they were getting too ready strong, to you know? say, Coming from the girl who has fake boobs. Yeah. Stay. But I couldn't do anything to make I, those I mean, grow. If right. I could have worked them out enough to make them grow, I would have done that. You're right. Yeah, how to pump the silicone in them instead. Okay, <laughs> so I think I think they say it in Neville because this is all, I. so my apologies too, this was all um, in the UK. And so we're going to kind of go through it in, in a few different ways. I'm going to explain some of the key characters and then I'm going to kind of explain the horrible shit that happened and then kind of the outskirts of what happened. So we have June and Neville Bamber. Um, these are two parents. They were born in like 1924, both of them. So they were 61 whenever they had passed away. Uh, Ralph uh, was a farmer. He was a former pilot, a magistrate for the local uh, magistrate's court. June was his wife. She uh, and they lived in Essex. They had a 300. They had 300 acres of tenant farmland that used to be June's father's. Oh, yeah. So I mean, beautiful. Like it's kind of that dream type of scenario. Usually, I'm not a big fan of houses in Europe or any other country besides ours. To be very honest with you, because they're like they're just built out of. Like the concrete walls yeah. and um, no stairwells. And I feel like it's always, or no elevators, only stairs. No <laughs> the stairwells. Houses. They just had slides. <laughs> 
saying? Those fireman poles. Like, like, I, I, like I can't tell you. like, I want to go downstairs for breakfast. Get on the slide. Yep. Uh, what, what, is that what, That's what it was. What, you, know. What's that, you know those slide whistles? Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. I, know, I can't do it. Anyway. No, I was just thinking about every time I was, like, in Puerto Rico and had to carry my fucking suitcase up six flights of stairs, and it was always fucking hot. Anyway, not here nor there. So the dad was, like, 6'4". I feel like the, some of these things are just going to be more important in the end. Um, they weren't able to have biological children, so they adopted Sheila and Jeremy as babies. So they were not related to each other. Uh, June had some depression, which is the, the mom, right? Mm-hmm. And she had been admitted to psychiatric hospitals in the 50s, including in 1958 after Sheila's adoption, where she was given electroshock therapy at least six times. Uh, yeah. And that's back when, like, mental health was taboo and you were allowed to Yes. About. And so you had any issues, you were going straight off to the, like, funny bin and you were going to be locked up forever. Funny. I don't know. Is that what it's not? Anyway. I don't know. I'm drunk now. I'm not. The funny bin. That's what what it is today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have some beer. I need something. Try this. That mango? Yeah. Okay. And then drink this. I don't. Hey, I'm drinking the fucking 300 calorie beer after working out. So take your 150 calories and shove it. I love you. (laughs) Okay. Sass. Right, Staying so, on theme. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yes, I am. I'm going to cut you off every time. I can't okay. wait. We're gonna, it's going to take us eight hours to do this story. <laughs> part so, one, part two. Uh, okay. <laughs> just, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. All right, electroshock therapy, which sucks. Um, she also was treated by this guy, Hugh Ferguson, who also ended up treating Sheila, which is the adopted daughter. So they were very financially secure. They had the farmhouse, which was a property in London, as we kind of talked about. They gave their children a good home and private education. Uh, but June was intensely religious. And so that really kind of sat sat uneasy with everyone involved. So she would try to, and I love, I love, I love my mom, but she's always like, just pray about it. And I'm like, I'm not religious. And it, she tosses it on me all the time. I know how annoying it is. I couldn't imagine if you're like living in it, you know. And so she tries to force her children and her grandchildren to adopt the same kind of religious view on everything. And like it, it troubled them all to kind of, it just, it, it wasn't a great environment having religion forced on him. She had a poor relationship with Sheila, um, who felt that June disapproved of her, and June's relationship with Jeremy was also troubled, and they had apparently just completely stopped talking. So, Sheila and Jeremy are the adopted siblings. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sheila's ex-husband was concerned about the effect that June was having on his son, so they had twin boys, and she would make them, like, kneel and pray with her, and it would upset him, and, the, like, they're, like, they were not religious, so stop trying to make my kids freaking religious. It yeah. just made them uncomfortable. So, speaking of that, you have Dan Daniel and Nicholas Caffell. And so here are the photos of, that's Sheila and her two sons. And they're adorable. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were six when they died. Ugh. Yes. Um, so this was Sheila and Colin Caffell. Colin is also the guy who wrote the book that they did the documentary on. Sorry, I'm trying not to make noises and then I just clicked on shit. Um, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to eat and drink. It's me trying to pay away. attention to all the things that were like, that's annoying on the, you're a little far away too if you try to talk. <laughs> what? I know, they're so far away because we were like, we can hear ourselves swallow too much. So we're like trying Trying not to fucking... Or shove that up my nose or just... Or, like, the ice hitting the inside of... Anyway. So, Colin was an art student whenever he met Sheila. Um, Both of the parents were involved in the upbringing after the divorce. The kids were um, placed in foster care for just one year, from 82 to 83, because of Sheila's health problems for for several months. You know, she was living with Colin. The kids were living with Colin at his home in North London, which wasn't far from Sheila's home, which is great. In August of 1985, the Bambers, which is her her parents, they ask for them to come visit for a week. And so they make a trip, and uh, Sheila stays there with her family and and with her two 
sons and they you know their cousins come over and they kind of spend some time together and at the end of the day it's a, a super normal kind of environment um sheila she was 28 when she died and she was born to an 18 year old i'm not you know what there's some things i'm gonna have to cut out for the sake of this but you can find any of the information on on why she she was young young parents type of deal and so she was uh, adopted she was 17 when she found out she was pregnant by Colin. And they, of course, the Bambers actually arranged for an abortion. And after that, they were like, fuck it. Really? Like, yeah. Like, wow. she was like, I'm not even. Probably because of, I don't know. Her mom was really, really uptight. Like, Sheila and Colin were, like, found sunbathing naked in a field. Like, fuck it. It's the 70s. It's just, Everybody was naked. Why not? If you're in the middle of a, if you have 300 acres, I'd be naked, too. Fuck it. You, I would. Feet. You know I would. You, you know. I would 100% be naked. <laughs> Anyway, so their relationship is kind of, they're just kind of in a weird place, but it does look like Colin and Sheila were in an awesome space uh, after their divorce, which just kind of makes all of this kind of shittier, honestly. Um, Sheila, her her mental health was declining, and there were episodes of her banging her head up against walls, and the family doctor in 83 had taken her to a psychiatrist, and, and she was paranoid and kind of psychotic. She was having an episode. They ended up finding out that she has schizophrenia. Um, they put her on some medication, and they were treating her with some some antipsychotics and some trifluoperism. Some of that. That's my favorite thing that you do, by the way. <laughs> you just taper off at the end. It was like, uh, yeah, I don't know what that fucking word is. So Sheila believed that the devil had given her the power to project evil onto others and that she could make her sons have sex and cause violence with her. She called them the devil's children. What? Yeah. Wait. She the she had, she was psychotic yeah. and she was schizophrenic. And yeah, that one just she threw was, me off for Yeah. Me. Oh, it threw me off, too, because they barely mentioned it, too, in, like, what I saw from the... There's just so much it's, that it's even hard to try to do a six series, like, for, you know, uh, It's a very thing. jolting sentence. Yes. Yeah, it is. I was yeah, like, wait, is. what? <laughs> yeah. She believed that she was capable of murdering them or getting them to kill others. And she spoke about suicide. Um, but a lot of people were like, she's not at a suicide risk. So I think she had a mental breakdown. They put her on some meds, and then she seemed very, like, not there anymore, unfortunately. It was yeah. either you're going to hear all the voices or you're not you're not going to do anything. So she had a very erratic mental state, but they they still uh, Ferguson, who was her her doctor, had told the court that violence wasn't necessary. Like they weren't expecting her to really significantly yeah. hurt anyone. Um, now Jeremy, okay. also known as Fuck Bag. This is the one that you said. This is a guy, and he's kind of hot, which sucks. Let me see. Just take take all my research I'm with going, you as you stare. Well, he he looked. Well, I don't know. Cute. But he does look like something's off. <laughs> yeah. You just look at him like something's up in Pirates He's going to embezzle from his company or stab you. Yeah. Or well, do something. Or, or do you can just tell me and I'll shut up. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so he was the child of um, a married army sergeant who had an affair with a student midwife. And so they gave the, him up for adoption. Now, he attended some great schools. Uh, the family ended up paying for him to visit Australia. He took scuba diving courses uh, before traveling to New Zealand. He's kind of a, a prick. Like, he was adopted by a good family. The family wasn't the most perfect scenario. And so, like, he's he's caught, like, broken into jewelers, smuggling heroin. Um, he, he, he was even, I believe he stole from his own house and acted like it was a robbery and just stole... He was just a complete fuckbag. Like, there's all I can yeah. say. You know, acting out because maybe his dick's just one inch too short. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. mad. Like, <laughs> who? Oh, I got the short end of the stick. But, did you say this dick? Oh, sticks. 
No, I'm short enough. The stick. I'm short Doesn't enough. it sound like it? I guess. Let's hope. Let's see what other people think. Um, I'm not going to name the episode that, by the way. <laughs> short end of this dick. <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay, so um, there was an inheritance to be had, and so we're going to do euros. And so, okay, here, here, here's some good shit. So the financial ties and inheritance issues within the immediate and extended family provided a motive and added a layer of complexity to the case. So the Bamber's company, N&J Bamber Limited, uh, was worth 400,000 euros in 1985, which is 1.6 million euros today. In their wills, June left 230, which is 608,000 euros. And Neville left 380,000, which is 1 million, roughly, to the their kids. Or, excuse me, they left their estate to the kids to be split down the middle. And then they left all that other money as well, which went to their, like, their nieces and nephews, essentially. During the murder trial, the court heard that Bambers had left their estate to Jeremy and Sheila to be divided equally. In addition, Neville's will had said that, Will, had said that. <laughs> to inherit, Jeremy had to be working on the farm at the time of his father's death. And the court also heard from the mother of Jeremy's girlfriend that he had been saying June wanted to change her will to bypass him and Sheila and leave her estate to the twins instead. So a lot of, lot of shit was going on here. So let's talk about Sunday, August 4th of 1985. This is three days before the murders. Okay. And Sheila and the boys arrive at the White House farm to spend the week with June and Neville. The housekeeper saw Sheila that day and said nothing was unusual. Two farm workers saw her the following day with her children and said that they seemed happy. Um, one of the crime scene photographs showed that someone had carved, I hate this place, in the cupboard doors in the bedroom in which the twins were sleeping, which is weird. Yeah. Um, Jeremy visited the farm on the evening of Tuesday, the 6th of August. He told the court that during his visit, his parents suggested to Sheila that the boys be placed in daytime foster care with a local family. He said she Sheila did not seem bothered by the suggestion and had simply said she would rather stay in London. The boys had been in foster care before, although in London, rather than near White House Farm, and it had not appeared to cause a problem for Sheila. Ferguson told the Court of Appeal in 2002 that any suggestion that the children be removed from her care would be would have provoked a strong reaction from Sheila or that she might not have, uh, like, welcomed any of that help. Anyway, um, another farm worker heard Jeremy leave around 9.30 p.m. Barbara Wilson, the farm secretary, telephoned Neville at around that time and was left with the impression that she had interrupted an argument. She said Neville was short with her and seemed to hang up in irritation, something he had never done before. She basically ran everything. So it would be like me just doing that to you and you'd be like okay that's never happened um <laughs> he was by all accounts an even-tempered man june's sister pamela uh boot floor telephone around 10 p.m she spoke to sheila who said that she was quiet then to june who seemed very normal okay i'm trying to figure out how to do this because this is kind of when everything starts to unravel this is the bad part this is the bad part okay okay so i'm We're gonna ready. try to okay so during his his visit, Jeremy told the court that uh, hours before the murders, he had loaded the rifle, thinking that he heard rabbits outside. He he heard them. Yes. What do you mean? The thumper was thumping. I away. mean, like I don't fucking know. it's I don't not know. like they move. Like what I, do you, I, what are, <laughs> like what do you? I don't know. Hey, I'm a bunny. What are they? Okay, anyway. Hey, yeah. The bunny's just like, I'm a bunny outside. I'm hopping. I'm hopping. I'm hopping. Do you hear me? I'm hopping. I don't know. Hey, I'm a bunny. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> load, load the gun, baby. Load, load the, the gun. Leave it out there. Let's make sure we that grab those rabbits. Is the voice that you do for me? Yeah. Well, and maybe what? Maybe you shouldn't. Sounds so country. 
<laughs> so he left the rifle on the kitchen table and with a full magazine and a box of ammunition before leaving the house. This is so dumb. And there's so much fucked up parts of this. Okay. He it did not um, at that point have the silencer on it or the telescopic sight, Jeremy claimed. Both had been on the rifle in late July, according to a nephew, but Jeremy said his father must have removed them. Basically, that, that silencer just fucking unravels a lot of this case. So Neville kept several guns in the house. He was reportedly careful with them. Clean, okay, well, no one cares. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get the good stuff. What if the avid gun cleaners out there would like to uh, you're right. hear that part? I'm one of them. So, no. He used cartridges, which were loaded into a magazine that held 10 rounds. So, 20 reloaded at least twice. So, with this particular type of gun, to reload it, every time it got harder. Which means, like, you, they're, like I can't even pull pull shit back on my gun without Travis having to do it because it's just too hard. And that's kind of a part of the case here. So there were three different phone calls at White House Farm on the night of the shooting, all on the same landline. There's usually a rotary phone in the main bedroom on the Neville's bedside table. And it was fucking moved. So there's so much there's so much fucked up shit. So basically with the silencer, um, hold on, I want to make sure I get these important parts. But that phone wasn't, so basically if you had a phone on your side of the bed every day and then one day it's gone and it was moved downstairs into the kitchen. Yeah. And it was kind of obvious, too, because I had sat there in that old house. Like, there was a there was a marking on the nightstand that, that showed that it used to be there. It was hidden in a in a pile of magazines. So they the guy had plugged it back in and kind of pushed it over and, and threw some shit on top of it so you couldn't see the phone. Jeremy had telephoned the Clemsford police station, not 911. He and got a phone book direct. out oh. and called the direct landline to it from his home in the early hours of August 7th to raise the alarm. He said that he received a telephone call from his father um, saying that Sheila had gone berserk with a gun and Jeremy said the line went dead in the middle of the call. That's such a good word. Uh, They fight so hard on this because he's like, so did the line go dead or did you get a dial tone? Like, how exactly did it end? Like, he's like, I don't really know and he's like, well, you kind of had to know because they're completely different. Yeah. So what was it? He, he doesn't really fucking answer any of that. The dad had blood all over him, obviously, because he yeah. was dying, but there's no blood on the phone. Oh. He had been shot in his mouth. The very first shot to the dad was Oof. in his mouth, which severed his tongue. So he would have never been able to actually talk to anyone. He still lived, though. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, good, but... Ugh. I mean, no. That's what, so anyway, after he called the police, he also called his girlfriend. So so he called the police station, not 911, then called his girlfriend. I actually think he called his girlfriend, then called the police station. Yeah. And then basically, like, did something else and then showed up to the house. Like, yeah. yeah. So Jeremy had told the police that on the night that he had, he hadn't thought that it would make a difference on, he thought it, they would be faster if he called the local police. <laughs> And he said he spent time looking at the number, and even though his father had asked him to come quickly, he had first telephoned his girlfriend, Julie Mugford, and then had driven slowly to the farmhouse. So basically, the cops got there before he ever did, and he, like, just scoots through, like, wow. you know, haphazardly and not not paying any attention to it. Let's see. He, I don't know. There's a lot of information about the police logs, but I don't I don't know how much we really want to care or, or type we into this. So really want to. I know. Well, it's like, how much time? How much time do you have? Okay. Okay. And okay. No, I was wondering how many times I could say that. Um, the house looked normal on the outside. They did find a phone book that was like further away from the house. Kind of weird shit there. So the, so the scene inside. A phone book is. Yes. What we used to get. They had telephone numbers in them. A landline is. <laughs> it is where it's not a cell phone and it's attached to a wall. 
So the police entered the farmhouse at 7.54 a.m. using a sledgehammer to break the back door because everything was locked from the inside. Important key fact. And there was a key still in the lock. Um, they found. Your I know. I'm so, so fucking annoyed about it. Because the cousin comes over at one point to, like, let the air out. And there's, in on the kitchen window, it can be locked from the outside. Like, she found out that it doesn't sit perfectly. It's a, I can't explain the window because it's nothing that we have here in the U.S. Yeah. But imagine that you could close it from the outside because it was broken and you would only know that if you had grown up in the house. Oh. Yeah. So it looked like it was from the inside, but really there was a way to get out. Ooh. Oh, by the way, there was a cop that okay. did not listen to any of this advice, and he was a complete douchebag. Talk oh, about nice. small dick problems. And there's one cop. The only reason this whole thing was even figured out truly was because one specific detective was like, I don't believe it. And he pulled all of this together. So they were just trying to be like, no. They 100% wanted to yep. close it. Yep, they wanted to close it. They wow. And I mean, all the newspaper, everything. Like, by the time the, the family was like buried or burned because yeah. of course he he did so much fucked up shit after this it's unreal and I haven't even gotten to the murder part so I, I do need to hustle um <laughs> So they found five bodies with multiple gunshot wounds. Neville was downstairs in the kitchen, and the rest were upstairs. 25 shots have been fired, mostly at close range. In what order the family was killed is not. Uh, a telephone was lying on one of the kitchen surfaces with its receiver off the hook next to the empty 22 cartridge cases. The police said chairs and stools were overturned, and there was broken crockery, a broken sugar basin. Wait, what? A, I don't fucking know. What is that? Um, glasses, like cups. Okay, I'm never saying glasses and cups ever again. Crockery. Okay. Crockery. Um, somebody else writes in, that's not what crockery is. Wow. <laughs> Sugar basin, ceiling light, and what looked like blood was on the floor. So Neville was found in the kitchen, dressed in his pajamas, lying over an overturned chair in the fireplace, or next to the fireplace, sorry. Amid a scene suggested a struggle. He had been shot eight times, six times to the head and face, fired when the rifle was a few inches from his skin. Oof. The remaining shots to his body had occurred from at least two feet away, based on where the empty cartridges cases were found, three in the kitchen and one on the stairs. The police concluded that he had been shot four times upstairs, but had managed to get downstairs where he struggled, where a struggle took place and during which where he was hit several times with a rifle and shot again, this time fatally. Six four, big man, but somehow he was killed by a 28 year old woman and no one fucking stops any of this shit too yeah there were two wounds to his right side and two on the top of his head which were probably uh would have resulted in unconsciousness the left left side of his lip was wounded his jaw was fractured and his teeth neck and larynx were damaged so whenever he had said that he that his dad called and said his sister went berserk he, he could have it was one of the first shots he would have never been able to speak oh so he never called his son yeah gotcha Yes. Um, there were marks all over his arms that kind of show that he was beaten with a gun, too. So, Ugh. yeah. He, yes, yes. Um, June, her body and clothing were heavily bloodstained. She was found in her nightdress with bare feet. The police believe she had been sitting up during um, part of the attack based on the pattern of blood on her clothing. She was found lying on the floor by the door of the master bedroom. June had been um, shot seven times. One shot to her forehead between her eyes was fired from un under one foot away. That and another shot to the right side of her head would have caused her death quickly. There were also shots to the right side of her lower neck, her right forearm, and two inches on the right side of her so chest angry. and her right knee. Yeah. Let's talk about Daniel and Nicholas, the six-year-old twins. Oh. Their bodies were found in their beds in their room, form which used to be Sheila's room. They appeared to have been shot while in bed. The court heard that Daniel had been shot five times in the back of the head, four times with the gun held within one foot of his head, and what? once from over two feet away. Nicholas had been shot three times, all contact, close proximity shots. So they do believe that the boys died 
in their sleep. Ugh. And it, there was a silencer, so that, which we'll talk about, right? Sheila, who is the last one to die, uh, she was found on the floor of the master bedroom with her mother. She was in her nightdress, her feet were bare, and she had two bullet wounds under her chin. One of them on her throat. So one right here. Like, imagine the perfect spot for a hickey. And then one right here. Well, I'm... I know. I giving other it. people to know. I get it. So, all, like, they did some samples with her, too, to see if she had done any... She, she had smoked some weed, but I, I believe that was the only drug in her system. The entire theory was murder-suicide. That's why I was ask you why. a newspaper. They, they don't know. They just think she lost her mind. Was the idea. So, now I'm going to go through and basically say, fuck all of the rest of the information on Wikipedia. I'm going through what I've, like, read and researched, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to try not to have to read anything through here. So, okay. um, for anyone who doesn't know, rifles, they're freaking big. Um, they're long. They, it's not the same thing as a handgun. It's not nearly as easy to like shoot yourself with. So to me, it would be the hardest fucking way to shoot yourself would be a rifle, especially as a female. So essentially the thought is, is that Sheila lost her mind, went through, killed her family and then shot herself. They couldn't understand how the fan, how the boys were in bed. If it, if the way that the murder, they, they don't know the order, Yeah. but how was it that no one woke up? Yeah, that is weird. Because the gun was found without a silencer on it. And so what really happened is that there was there was a silencer on it. When you add a silencer, it adds inches to it. So basically, it was impossible. That that was one of the biggest... Okay, first thing, the cousins, yeah. because fucking Jeremy goes crazy. After yeah. the thing, Jeremy goes into the house, takes everything basically of value. Well, the cousins come first, and they take the things. They were like, we know that... They, they knew something was up with Jeremy, So and they were afraid that people were going to rob the house. So they took the stuff? So they took some of the stuff. Oh, okay. I was like... What? Not all of it, yeah. just some of the stuff. And while they're going through the house, that's where they find like that cupboard thing that says, I hate this place. They also uh, find a silencer tucked away with gun on it, with blood on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's Sheila's blood. And so that proves the point that so she, she didn't get, it, yeah. Right? And not to mention, it didn't make it. That's how they realized, like, why the family didn't wake up. The silencer was used. Once you put the silencer on it, there was no way for her hands to reach and shoot herself. It just, it was impossible. It's also unlikely for you to shoot yourself twice. So she was shot in the neck, and then she was shot here. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's that kind of theory. But apparently that can happen. Like, you can miss and then recorrect and, and do it. I don't, you don't hear about that one. No, it's very few <laughs> cases. Like, yeah. the, the, the more guy was saying, he was like, it's, I've had it happen, like, four times, uh, but it's very unlikely. So the silencer is a huge key, uh, piece to it. Um, yeah. They, they see that, like, Sheila's right ring finger print fingerprint was on the right side of the butt of the rifle pointing downwards and there was a print from Bamber's right forefinger on the rear end of the barrel above like this it looked like there was definitely so everything pointed to him yeah but no of course like no one really wanted to pay atten- too much attention to it just the crazy lady yeah there this one I hadn't even gotten to was that there were uh, scratch marks on the uh, mantelpiece so Bamber's cousin went to the farm ha- farmhouse to search for um, to search for the source what they I don't know why they're saying something about red paint i don't know if somehow whatever found marks of red paint on the other side of the mantelpiece sorry i'm literally looking at this because i haven't seen this on anything else um i'm <laughs> like what your face it's like brand new yeah i think that fuck that i think there was like confusion that they thought maybe it wasn't blood and it was paint but it was hmm. blood so mention the silent the silence oh what so what else they had so there okay. was a little dog yeah 
the dog didn't. Know. June was June had a dog and she loved the fucking dog and he literally put the dog down as soon as it like they gave it to him. He did. Yeah, he euthanized the dog for no fucking reason. And he tells the guy who euthanizes the dog that it's like the dog's just so depressed because he lost his owner and he was like, well, I can I can try to give him to someone else. And he was like, no, I think it's better this way. And he literally lights a cigarette and just watches him kill the dog. Yeah, he sells his dad's um his dad's military medals. What for like nothing? He's a piece of shit. Yeah. At, at uh, the wake, he's flirting with someone else. He fakes crying. He has a girlfriend. Wow. She's with him through all of this, right? He fakes crying. I also think there's some gay shit going on in there, too, because they show, like, they show him really, really close with another man in a way that is just not common mm-hmm. for just best buds. And then he literally, at the wake, is laughing, joking. He, he was caught celebrating multiple times, like, laughing and joking along the way. Julie Mugford is his girlfriend and she she is kind of the one who I would say like officially like they the cousins are so pissed and they believe that he did it and they do everything they can to try to make sure that he gets held accountable yeah. but because the police won't listen to him it doesn't matter hmm. so they let them bury the sons but he cremates the rest of the family so all the evidence is gone of course yeah so one month after the murders Julie finally changes her story and she's like he was planning on killing his family and so Jeremy's like fuck this it's because you're mad that I jilted you because he's a whore bag and he like cheats and is just the worst thing in the world you you see her like panicking kind of through like you can just tell she knows more than she's saying that she knows and and the way that Jeremy's acting is like pure evil you know his entire family dies he acts like it's such a hard thing then he puts the dog down sells all of his parents stuff so he's garbage oh he's complete complete garbage yeah she initially had supported Bamber, and there's photographs of his parents and Sheila's funeral um, where he's weeping and hanging onto her arm. She said that Bamber had telephoned her at the home, and, and they try to talk about the time, and you can tell that she's lying in kind of all of it. She has to make eye contact with him the whole time. You know, she just doesn't really know exactly what to say. Yeah. She has a ton of fights with Bamber, and obviously because the guy's a fucking sociopathic murderer. Yeah. Um, and he seemed to have wanted to end the relationship because he's coming into all this money. You know, he's coming into all this money, and he doesn't need her anymore and she was kind of the alibi so she tells him that he's a psychopath and that at one point he tried to smother uh, at one point tried to smother him with a pillow she tried to smother him I think that's what that says yes (laughs) Uh, Mugford told Bamber he was a psychopath and at one point tried to smother him with a pillow yeah during one of their arguments, another woman had telephoned Bamber in Mugford's presence, and it became clear to her that he was seeing this other woman. And she smashed a... Oh, yeah. I remember seeing this now. She uh, smashes a mirror and he slaps him. And he twists her arm back, and after that, she went to the police because he's just like, fuck you. It's one month after the murder. Like, only four weeks after yeah. her, his entire family's murdered. Yeah. He does it. He's so dumb. The dude... Like, that's the other thing, too, is the guy's so callous... And he doesn't even try to cover it up. What like I'm talking he kills the dog it. within seventy two hours. Like you you gotta play the fucking game. Yeah. Or no one would have been looking at you. If you if it would have if he yeah. would have just stopped being that way, he probably really could have gotten away with it. Um, in the second statement, she alleges that um, between July and October of 1984, he had said he wished he could get rid of them all. He had talked disparagingly about his old father and mad mother, she claimed, and they were trying to run his life. Bamber said his sister had nothing to live for and that the twins were disturbed. The fact that his parents were paying for Sheila's expensive flat um, and made a veil annoyed him. Uh, in discussions, she had said that she dismissed it as idle talk. And he had talked about sedating his parents with sleeping pills, shooting them, then setting fire to the farmhouse. He said that uh, Sheila would be a good scapegoat. 
because of everything that was going on with her uh, mental instability. And he had discussed cycling along the back roads to the house, entering the house through the alleged, or excuse me, through the kitchen window because he knew that that the window was broken and leaving it and, and, sh- and shutting it from the outside. And that he would just do a last phone call so that it could be recorded. Wow. Yep. He said that uh, he claimed to have killed rats with his bare hand, hands to test whether he was able to kill, but he said it had taught him that it would not be, wow, that he would not be able to kill his family, although he allegedly continued to talk about doing so. He's gross. Yeah. So apparently, um, according to Mugford, he had spent the weekend before the murders at the cottage in Gold hang- Hanger, I hope is a... Where he had dyed his hair black. Yeah, he did. He had seen his mother. He had borrowed his mother's bicycle there. And that's kind of what he ended up using on the back roads to, like, drive back hmm. to it. Yeah. So he, she had told the police that he had telephoned her at 9.50 p.m. on the 6th of August and said he had been thinking about the crime all day and was pissed off that it was tonight or never. A few hours later at 3 to 3.30 in the morning on August 7th, Mugford said he phoned her again to say, everything is going well. Something is wrong at the farm. I haven't had any sleep all night. Bye, honey, and I love you lots. Her flatmate's evidence suggested that the call had come through closer to 3 o'clock. Bamberg called her later in the morning to tell her that Sheila had gone mad and that a police car was coming to pick her up. When she arrived to the police um, at Bamberg's cottage, he had pulled to one side and said, I should have been an actor. Ew. Yeah, yeah. She had asked him later on and was like, did he do it? And he said no, but that a friend of his had, whom he named, the man was a plumber that the family had used in the past, whatever, just another, you know, scapegoat here because he's a fucking thought. They talk about it some more. And he said, as the police were checking with the alibi, he said everything had gone as planned. He said, except that Neville had put up a fight and that the friend had become angry and shot him seven times. The friend had allegedly told Sheila to lie down and shoot herself last. Bamber said the friend then placed a Bible on her chest. So it appeared to have killed her in a religious frenzy. They literally had the Holy Bible sitting like perfectly wow. right next to her, yeah. That the children were shot in their sleep and that he supposedly paid the friend 2,000 euros. On a letter dated September 26, 85. September oh. 26? I'm six days old. Ooh, look at you. Um, from the assistant director of public prosecutions who prepared the case against Bamber suggests that Mugford uh, not be prosecuted for the burglary, the check fraud, or for further offense of selling cannabis. Basically, this motherfucker, you can cut that part out if you need to because it doesn't really add too much to it, but he's arrested um, because of her statement. He's arrested on September 8th, 1985, so uh, one month and one day from the murders, as was the friend of Mugford, um, said he had implicated, although the letter had a solid alibi and was released. So any, anywho, he said that Mugford was lying because he had jilted her and that he broke up with her and that he loved his family and his sister and he denied ever doing any of it. And he was charged the next day with breaking into the, um, the Osea Bay caravan site on 25th of March, 1985 and stealing 980 euros. So basically, I don't think they can keep him for this, for the murders just yet, but he was also caught stealing previously. So they just wanted to arrest him for something. Yeah. 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 And so they kind of pulled some some old shit to make sure that they could get him so that he couldn't get back into the house, essentially, is kind of what, what they thought about there. Yeah. Brum, brum. All right. So to sum up an insanely long story. The judge told the jury that there were three crucial points in no particular order. Did they believe Mugford or Bamber? Were they sure that Sheila was not the killer who then committed suicide? He said this question involved another. Was the second fatal shot fired at Sheila with a silencer on? If yes, she could not have fired it. Finally, did Neville call Bamber in the middle of the night? If there was no such call, it undermined the entirety of Bamber's story. The only reason he would have had the the intent to phone call the police was because of that, or it was because he was responsible for the murders. 
murders. So on October 28th, after deliberating for more than nine hours, the jury found Bamberg guilty by a majority of 10 and 2, the minimum required for conviction, and sentencing him to five life terms with the recommendation that he serve a minimum of 25 years. The judge told him, your conduct in planning and carrying out the killing of five members of your family was evil, almost beyond belief. In December of 94, Home Secretary uh, Michael Howard told Bamberg that he would remain in prison for the rest of his life, following a decision in 1988 by the um, Home Secretary at the time, Douglas Hurd. So, wow. He should have got six life sentences. For the dog. I know, right? Too. I mean, how terrible is it? Like, Piece of shit. Oh, my God. Like, I think I'm having such a hard time with it because the he did a good job. It's very... He did a good job. Scott like, Peterson acting of him. Oh, yeah. The way that he was at, the, When you were talking about it, I was thinking about how Scott Peterson acted when he was like, oh, I'm in... What did he say? I'm in Paris. And he was at his wake or the... The wake the of vid- his, yeah. The candlelight vigil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was telling that girl he was in... He was by the Eiffel Tower. Fucking cocksucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the fact that, like, I mean, he was hanging out with them, too. Like, I don't know. It just yeah. it blows my mind. He's gross. And all of it for money. I think that's what that's what drives me kind of, like, crazy on this one is you were going to get it anyway at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. They just, ga- just wait, bro. They gave you everything anyway. Yeah. You greedy son of a fucking bitch. Like... <laughs> Yeah, he was. And then to blame your sister, and I think that's what was so sad. So, like, Colin, which was the father of her kids, he loses his ex-wife, who he still cared for. Yeah. And made sure she was okay. And, like, he drove, he's the one that drove them to drop him off that yeah. that time frame, like, that, that week. Wow. And it, it just, it blows my mind that he, like, killed his niece and nephew and then blamed it on his sister and ruined her name. Yeah. And then was there for Colin the whole time. Yeah. And then was just openly fucking around on his girlfriend. Not even, like, the downfall of this guy, it being 31 days after, is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Like, he didn't get away with it for long at all. That no, at all. Usually, it takes him a lot longer to build a case. So. You would have thought if, if I knew that one person knew the truth, I probably wouldn't start fucking other people. <laughs> you might want to kiss their ass. Yeah, I'd be like, bit. oh, well, you could you could definitely tell them that I did it. So we should probably like I should probably be pretty good to you yeah. until like seven years from now, whenever <laughs> you can't come back to me for it or something. He I don't probably know. Probably thought that she wouldn't turn on him or something like that. He wouldn't. Oh, he thought he was so above and beyond her he sounds like he thought he was above and beyond everything yeah so. the fact that you you can celebrate and your cousins not be like yeah i can tell you're celebrating like he's basically like drunk in every scene like just kind of like drinking wine and Ugh. living his best life literally celebrating the fact that he killed five people his entire family piece of shit yep pause so i can pee actually <laughs> hold on i guess that's where i have to say and that was the story of the White House farm murder. Yeah. Now you want to... It was such a bummer. Body break? No, I don't now I do have to pee. Okay. Okay. Back in. <laughs> back in. We're, we're Me and I always need for a potty break. I know. But you never heard that story, right? No. Me either. But watch it on HBO because the acting is awesome and it also piss you off and then you can really understand like how big... Yeah. Who it played was, him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I was just I'm pretty sure one of the guys, the guy that I think they have that little sexy, sexy touchy time together... Um, sexy touchy time. <laughs> sexy touchy time. I'm pretty sure he's one of the guys from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the one that has dick cut off. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> so I guess we should back into your topic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. Have you ever heard of Belle Gunness? And you're gonna laugh every time I say her name because of my accent. Belle. Belle Gunness. No. G- <laughs> I love that you're I don't know <laughs> anything that happened on a farm. Like, I don't have any, like, okay. wild story, let me tell well, this you. this one was besides five hours from here. Fuck. 
card. I figured that out. Oh, so. well, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, I used heavily, Goundrel is a podcast that I do now like. Um, <laughs> History's Forgotten Villains podcast episode called Bell Gunness, The Black Widow, Wikipedia, The Last Podcast on the Left, um, episode one, because I didn't have time to listen to two, but they're, they're funny too. Oh, I had, doesn't um, our wives love them? K and G? Yeah. Yep. That's how I, I haven't listened to them, but. Yeah. If they like them, then they're probably amazing. They're they're very funny. They do a lot of voices. You know, I like the accents oh, yeah. and impressions. So yes, I was a large okay. Well, fan. now I want to listen to them. <laughs> no, Cut listen this. to Let's us listen. only. <laughs> um, let me tell you about this crazy broad. So Bell was born on November 11th, 1859, in Selbu, Norway, and her real her birth name was Brynhild Paulsdotter Sorseth. Crushed it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard that name. Well, I do know it's (laughs) plenty. I have like five Brynhilds in my phone. So that was like my kindergarten class. (laughs) Fucking seven Brynhilds. Fucking had to call them all different names. Uh, okay, she was the youngest of eight children, and they didn't have any electricity. And I don't even know what electricity came around, so I don't know if. What year is this? 1859. Of course, they didn't have electricity. <laughs> it, I, they, it, they made sure they said it. So. Oh, okay. And I was like, I guess cool, that matters. I guess so I better, they didn't call the cops. I said, <laughs> note that. Um, at age 14, uh, she began working on neighboring farms to uh, with cattle, milking them and stuff, and actually saved up all of her money doing that because she wanted to come to the U.S. So she was trying to get out of Norway. Smart. So Norway's she, very pretty. She started. She should stay there. Well, she didn't want to be. Poor and everyone's anymore. really pretty. Everybody too. started getting rich, and then her sister got older and moved to Chicago, and then she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go." Okay. Do that. She wanted to get away, so she just. Did that. Get away to Chicago, mm-hmm. the Windy City. <laughs> Industrial Revolution was happening, so she heard about everybody else going to get rich. So she wanted to do that. What a time. What a time to be alive. I know. So in 1881, she finally had enough money and did that. So she moved in with her sister, her brother-in-law, and then their kids. That's when she changed her name to Bail. I know. I'm over here, like, trying to move things. And I'm like, you're going to hate yourself for doing that because you're going to hear it <laughs> on the podcast. And that's when she changed her name to Bail. Yeah, she changed name. it to Bail. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, considering the other one was a lot. They talk about her appearance a lot and all and everything that I heard because the way that they talked about it was weird like they said they talked about how big her feet were they acted like shut she the fuck up I, I thought you were going to be like that she was super hot like the yoga killer no okay so or she or the yoga she, psychopath I don't know she wasn't a killer right she, nah, what? the yoga chick she was yeah Unless she was just like an emotional abuser. I she was. Remember. I, I don't think remember. Okay, so she she was five seven, but I swear to God, that acted like she was in the WNBA because she was five seven. Um, Maybe it's because she she's Norwegian two, and they're short. Two ten to two hundred fifty pounds, but they kept saying she was strong and masculine. Just look her up. Do I don't look want to so fucking yeah, bad, but up. you always frown upon me. No, look it up. No, I know because <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Belle Gunness. Bell. Yeah, Gunness. Okay, so. Ah, ooh, she, okay, I'm not going to say any. Okay. Did you see her? They. She's masculine in appearance, and they talk about how she can, like, pick up the hot, like. Look the, at her fucking face. She just looks angry. She looks real mad. Yeah, she's, like, she looks like, um, is it on Matilda? <gasps> Doesn't she look yeah, like that, that lady? Yeah, trench bold. What is it? What's trench bold. Trench, trench bold. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't she look like her? Yeah. But they talk about, like, she was masculine looking, and she was a thick girl. And, like, she was thick and they just act like she's just grotesque but so she had a few odd jobs when she got to chicago she doesn't look that big oh they act like she's like huge like in everything i mean i bet corsets were fucking killer back then but 
She just looks like a pissed off mom today at softball practice on a Saturday. <laughs> Doesn't she? Yeah, she does look like. Okay, yeah. I got to put it down or I'm going to learn too much. Yeah. So. Calm down. Calm back down. <laughs> so she did a few odd jobs, um, but she ended up working at a butcher shop. Like a t-ball coach? Mm. Okay, sorry. Because that's what she looks <laughs> she, like. She worked at a butcher shop, so she would cut up the carcasses and everything like that. I had a shadow. I was going to say, I feel like that's going to be important later. Uh-huh. Okay, so when she was 25 and she was working at the butcher shop, she um, met a guy named Mads. Sorensen, which I want to know, like, doesn't that sound like a Marvel villain? Yeah, it does. Ooh, <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and that was in 1884. So they ended up having four kids. And everything that I read and listened to, they were like, her four screaming kids. They said it every time. And I'm like, I mean, it's probably accurate, but I'd scream too if my mom looked that mad all the time. Oh my God. My sister's kids, they what? scream and they're treated like little fucking kings and queens. <laughs> So, Belle and Mads uh, decided to open up a candy store. So, they it was like candy and cigs. Um, that sounds like a place I want to be. I mean, it I want like, my teeth to rot out and my lungs to fall out. Right? Like, that's I mean, it. Just smoking a cigarette and getting the sweet <laughs> treats. That sounds like a good fucking Sweet time. treats. Ooh, I want a cupcake. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, so, they weren't making any money. And Belle's getting pissed off because she that's the whole reason why she came over. She wanted to make money and do all the shit. And she still was working her ass off and not making any money. So, it was 10 years. Isn't that totally at the time where she could just, like, pay for people to do her body? To be a sex worker? I feel like sex working was, like, a legit profession. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's the oldest job ever. Wow, you just... What? You just sound so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that look that you kept. I'm like, no, it's the the oldest job. And you're like, it is the oldest job. It is. Oh, man. (laughs) So she was getting pissed off because it had been 10 years. So, and she couldn't, she didn't want to go back to Norway. There was nothing there for her. So the, the uh, store mysteriously burned down kerosene lamps. And she was like, oh, and then insurance was kind of new. So they were just like, oh, you're a dainty little flower. Even though they acted like she was the center for the sparks or something. And I don't know WNBA too. It was like, is that a, is that one? I don't, I feel like it would be. I mean, sure. Anyway, but so they, they were like, here's your money. And she's like, oh, that was easy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So her husband had no clue. He was like, oh, that sucks. And <laughs> he's like, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, could, could you imagine, though, like, like Will just your, got, your office burning down and then Will just, like, sits down at dinner and he's like, hey, so uh, did you have anything to do with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, he had no reason to Yeah, why would you her. ever think but that? But he didn't have any money and she was getting pissed off about that. I, I so, mean. Yeah. So then they decided to move up a little bit because she had the money. So they... Got a house Does it in the say suburbs. how much money she got? Not off that one. Okay, cool. I'm not off that one. Uh, I love that your foot is literally up in my face right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, I'm too short for this yeah, For life? Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> so they bought the house in the suburbs, and then she got a taste of that life, and she was like, oh, I like this. So, because she finally got to. So I felt the person I went to a country club. I get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so then, guess what else she decided to insure after that? Her kids. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No. So. Heather, no. Oh, it's going to get worse. I'm I'm not ready for this. I just had a brother who killed his entire fan band. Well, buckle in, because... Uh, where's the seatbelt? Okay, listen, listen. Give me more drinks. Is there tequila? Listen. <laughs> I <sighs> wish there was. Listen. Okay, so she poisoned her baby and her toddler with the milk, and they thought it was acute colitis, and so everybody felt sorry for her. They are like, oh, you just lost both your kids. You just moved here. That's sad. So then, after the second child dies, she couldn't take the rumors, as everybody was like, How's it, how do both of them die? So short together. It, was it to, like it? It was close. 
They weren't at the I same time. It would have made was, more sense if she would have killed them both in the same, and it would have been like bad milk. But it looked like they, right. Yeah. Right. So that's they, what they uh, thought. So um, then, guess what happens next? Her house burned down. So I feel like people are not that smart when they're trying to like. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Guess oh, what? So uh, she got her third insurance payout from that, and they bought another house in um, with Mads, and then her two older kids. So what's Mads thinking right now? Is, is he's Mads? just along for the. Go outside. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Oh, my God. So not long after they move into the new house, guess who gets sick after that? Mads. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so he got violently ill, and it just so happened that he passed away the day that his two life insurance policies overlapped. So, like, one kicked in, the other one was still going, and that's the day he died. The, but the thing about that one, she got to play it off because he had an enlarged heart. So they thought that had something to do with it because he was supposed to die younger anyway, apparently. So the doctor was like, oh, that's sad for you. This is off all back in the day. Like, they didn't think women could do anything like this. Like, oh, you're right. But we were poisoners, right? Women are more likely to poison than anything. That's our... Did you know that? I did not. Oh, yeah. So women women are the most, like, like are the number one way that women have ever murdered anyone ever was poison. <laughs> and if somebody dies of poison, they automatically look for a woman because it's something about our, like, ability to, like, nurture and, like, take care of people huh. that we feed them in poison. That's I fucked that. up. The more you know. Yeah. The more you know. Here she goes. Is that pretty? It was. Um, so her neighbors begin to talk because, like, obviously shit keeps happening around her. And they're like, okay. Dude, I'd be talking listen. so much shit if that happened to, like, Sarah yeah. up the street. I'd be like, like, have you heard about the Thompsons? Yeah. So they're, you know, living the high, like, the high life now. And she... She is with her two other she, daughters? Yes. It's just her and two kids, right? Yes, right now. Okay. Yes. So they don't understand how she has all this money. Like, because they didn't know what happened. Like, when she moved out there, they didn't know why. Okay, so she was in the... Okay, so she went to the suburbs, killed off her husband. Killed her two her kids, house down, burned her house down. And then was like, I'm going to relocate because everybody be looking at me weird at the grocery store. Well, just like... So... No, but that's what happened, right? So far. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she took her all of her insurance money, and the total of all the insurance money now is $350,000. So she, then she sold her house, and then they... So, like, just a year of salary. Okay. I fucking wish. Right? Okay, right. so... Not worth murder. No. So now, they, see, when, sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting. But now whenever we talk about it, homeboy Jeremy was getting over a million. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know. I still couldn't murder my whole family. Mom, dad, if you never listen to this because I know you guys aren't listening to this. <laughs> I would never murder you for money and then blame Brittany. But I'm just like kind of curious. Like for that much money, it just isn't enough. Yeah. So she got, they took all the money, sold her house. She bought a farmhouse in Lapore, Indiana, which is five, a little over five hours from here north. Um, Can't wait for us to go and get an Airbnb there. Yeah. And with her two remaining children. And then uh, she took in a foster child, which a lot of them alluded to. They think that was an investment for her. So within a year, she got to Lepore and she married Peter Gunnis. Uh, so within a year. Mm-hmm. He and his infant child. Dude, I've been dating a guy for almost two years and I still haven't gotten a ring. I don't know how people be doing it. Love it. I love it. I love the 1800s. They were wild and carefree. <laughs> Burning shit down, killing people, getting away with it. Love it. You interrupted me the whole time, so I'm going to do the same for you. You're welcome. She <laughs> she married Peter Gunnis, so him and his infant child uh, moved into her farmhouse. Um, she doesn't even wait a full year and she killed his infant the same way. Then not long after Poison that, milk? 
Uh-huh. And not long after that, Peter was looking for something in the kitchen, and then a meat grinder mysteriously fell off of the shelf and hit him in the head, and he died instantly. <laughs> okay. Uh, a meat I'm grinder. officially maxed out on anyone assuming that she wasn't killing people. It's like people who, by their third husband, the yeah. third husband dies, and you're like, oh, all but by she just kept waiting, illness. and then she would hop away. But hop, this one's... Hop away, like a bunny, like, like a rabbit, a, like a loud rabbit. Like a loud rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be a loud rabbit. Don't be... <laughs> Hey, I'm a bunny. <laughs> so um, at this point, she's she's getting really good at playing the victim because like people are like, oh, this, you've had such a hard life. She's just looking like a linebacker. A pa- well, I mean, I swear to God, they act like she just threw cows over her shoulder. She, she literally is. looks like me after I've eaten a big meal. Like, <laughs> fuck them. She's just thick. So she was new to town, so they didn't know that she was a, a psychopath. But one day at school. No internet, man, when you don't got the googs. Yeah. One googs. day at school, her daughter uh, told a friend she saw her mom hit her stepdad in the head. So the step, then they told the teacher, the, the, her friend told the teacher. Mm, um, but instead, of, instead of denying this, she wanted to distract him. So uh, she, she said that she was she was pregnant. She's like, oh, and his it's gonna live on. You know, his life's gonna live on and everything. Like, and I'm so blessed and happy that I get to carry his child. So. <laughs> Why, yeah. did, why is her name off of... Whatever. Sorry. I'm just like, what happened to her, her first husband's last name? Like, why isn't that her infamous name? Oh. You know? Well, you'll figure out why. She, oh, gets, she gets worse. Um, so she only got $3,000 in life insurance check, which is $80,000 today. Wow, inflation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but she has to figure out how to get paid because there's not a lot of rich men where she was. So she's like... I know. She's in Indiana. Heaven, we're very aware. Well, she's like, heaven for... <laughs> <laughs> so she, this is where she comes up with her plan. So this bitch puts in in the Chicago papers. She says, and I quote: "A wealthy widow looking for similar similarly blessed gentlemen with whom she can merge fortunes." She puts a singles ad in the newspapers, mm. and it works very well. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> so of course, there's if some, that was my Tinder profile headline, yeah, I feel right? like it would have merged worked. fortunes. I'm yeah. merge some fortunes. <laughs> Bumps and muglies. Oh, my God. I know you're welcome. <laughs> so, of course, there are some assholes who come in and try to get her money, but... I totally thought when I said the bum bug, please, and you're like, then there's some assholes. I'm like, whoa. I was seeing an actual legitimate cat. So, okay, okay. I'm just going to be quiet. I've had a half a beer. <laughs> some cardio. <laughs> and I, oh my God. I'm just going to... Okay. So, I need to get lunch after this. Oh my gosh. <sighs> You're crushing it. <laughs> Thanks. This is a very. <laughs> so legit story. she would co- correspond with them for like months and like build them up. So she had all these like little letter boyfriends. So then she was very like Tinder swindler y. Like Ooh. she would be like, hey, I want to marry you. You should liquidate all your assets. Come to my farm. Come live with me. And so. Come to my farm. They, and live with yeah. Me. Like come marry her. So they would sell all their shit, bring all their cash. She'd be like, hey, let's eat some dinner. I'm going to cook for you. And of course they would bring her presents too, right? Fuck me in the ass. And right then, now. yeah. I can already tell. Oh my God. So she would literally, whatever he- was heavy around, she would beat the shit out of them. Like she'd doesn't poison them anymore. Now she's hitting them, beating them to death with whatever's around. You know, the whole reason they were talking about how she was a big girl was so they could say why she could beat men over the fact that, that like she was is. probably just really smart and took a meat tenderizer to the back of their head. 
had that one. It's because I have a very heavy meat tenderizer. And I feel like if I was going to fight someone with something. That's what it would be. It would be the meat tenderizer. I come home, Travis threw him away. (laughs) (laughs) According to her handyman that worked here, or worked there, they think she killed 42 people just while she was there. But nobody knows the real number. So, okay. So, So, she she would have them sell their assets, come here to marry her, and they would have their assets on them? They brought cash. Because it's. It's not like they have a debit card. Right. Sorry, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Apparently, like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but they, yeah. So they don't know about that, but keep the handyman in mind. So they would bring her all these gifts and stuff. And she lived in a small town in Indiana or wherever the fuck John Cougar Mellencamp's hang about. But, like, she, she would wear her furs and her jewelry and stuff out. And people are like, bitch, you don't even work. Like, how? Yeah. So they're going to, they talk shit. They start realizing it. Like, <laughs> they notice. And then I they, mean, if, if they you, notice all her little boyfriends. If, like, this winter, you just like started wearing like mink coats everywhere yeah I'd be like number one pita bitch and then number two i'd be like so what's will doing yeah right Some side hustles and why isn't travis in on it <laughs> so if you're um, doing something legal i want to do it with you. <laughs> future reference okay if, if an um, opportunity comes along we can ozarks together i don't watch that show they they notice all her little boyfriends that they come in and they don't leave. So she just says, oh, don't worry about it. They just leave in the night. But people are noticing, like, I, dudes are coming to your house, and then we never see them again. But isn't she on, like, a farm in the midst of nowhere? But it's a little town, want, so they probably I, have to go yeah, through I mean, the town by then, you know? But, like, where's the cars going? She just has, like, 18 dumped cars in the back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just intrigued. Oh, wait, do they even have cars in? I don't know. I didn't know when electricity was invented, so I have no idea. (laughs) But the family started asking questions about it. So, like, they would leave and they would never come back. And then the families are like, hey, I thought you guys were getting married. I haven't heard from him. She would respond to him and write it off. Of course. Like, oh, they. he said he went, like, one guy she wrote back and said, well, he said he went to Norway to visit family. Um, he went back to Norway to visit them. I hope that I can, you know, see him again sometime. And then the guy was, the brother was like, no, you're full of shit. I'm coming to see for myself. Oh, shit. So she was like, no, no, don't worry about it. But then he got pissed off. Like, where the fuck is my brother? So before he could do this, this bitch, she's actually really smart. She goes and gets a lawyer and draws a will. So she gets a will drawn up, and she's saying, oh, her handyman. Like, she's setting up her handyman. What? Yeah. So before this, she says that her handyman had it out for her because she wanted to make sure she had her affairs in order. She's just dropping little nuggets to the lawyer. So I forgot to mention she was fucking Ray, the handyman. Of course, I knew that. Yeah. Like, there's no handyman on a farm that you're not fucking. Right? It's like an old pig farm, farm like, porn. Like it, a pig. Like, <laughs> yes. I had said earlier, not like, my pig, not my farm. But, yeah. like, no, for sure. Well. Every fucking Lifetime movie. Yeah. Like, so, the handyman's hot. He looks like he just, like, released a new number one country album. Yeah. I mean, I didn't look him up. I'll have to look him up later. Um, so she was, like, being a little sneaky sneak. Uh, she told the lawyer, like, they ended on bitter terms. Like, he was getting pissed off because she was bringing in all these out-of-town boyfriends. And everybody knew. So everybody knew she had the boyfriends. And he's like, but I'm your boyfriend. Yeah, and she was like, well, no, you are, but you're not. What? So. Like, when, when is enough money is enough? I wonder this. this. Like, truly, I, I wonder it from, like, what in, what in your, like, biological, like, your mind, what in your makeup says that, like, no amount of money is enough. I need more. I need more. Versus, like, someone else that's more like, that she would just. I just want to have a good life, and that's all I need. Beat the shit out of people. She's, but this one, she like was poor when she was younger, so she never wanted to be like that again. I so get she got that. it stuck in her head, yeah, but and I she mean, never let it go. I wasn't over here with a golden spoon. I'm like not trying to figure out how to bring more men to the valley to kill them. <laughs> okay, so the day after she got her will, her house burns down. Mm-hmm. 
at first glance, they found the three children's bodies. So she had the foster and her two children and an adult woman. Wait. Hold hold on, hold on. Okay. This is not. Oh my God. Why is your story so wild? I thought I had such a wild story. Okay. So Ray got arrested for arson and murder. But then remember the brother that was coming from Norway? He shows up. And Ray the whole time was like, I didn't do, I didn't fucking do this. I didn't do this. And then the guy shows up and was like, my brother's gone. He went to that farm and then they, the Ray was like, see, I fucking told you this. So they go out there and check. They were pissed. They didn't want to do it. The cops were pissed. They didn't want to do it. Because they were like, women don't kill. Yeah. They truly, man, and they found the female body. So Ray goes with them to, and he's even telling them, like, he said, I told you. She told me she wanted me to burn the barn down with the kids in it. I told you this. And then they're like, oh. And so it took the Norway guy coming over because they didn't, they just ignored everything that Ray said. So when they got there, they look in the backyard and there's like, it's kind of sloped. So then they're like, that's weird. So they dig. They found the brother and then five bags with other bodies in it. So then they keep going and they found at least six more. (gasps) The same day, but they couldn't tell because they didn't know how many, you know what I mean? So. No, what do you mean? They couldn't tell. They couldn't tell how many. They thought it was six, but they were trying to piece it together. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, the body, the bones. Yeah. So, but the body of the foster daughter, they, she had told everybody she was at finishing school. So they don't even know when she died because she was buried. So this, this is also weird, though. So the coroner looked, he was looking at it. There was no skull with the adult body. And the body was also five inches shorter than Belle and 50 pounds lighter. Because it, it was been burnt off. Okay. But they were supposed to say that it was, she Called thought it was. Thermo Jake Fatburns. It was her because, you know, she was thick. Everybody just acted like she was a big tubbo. But they, but tubbo. she was short. Understood. So they, yeah, but the cops were like, mm, this already looks bad on us. So they kind of just swept it under the rug, and they were, like, telling everybody that was Belle. We found her. So the papers even printed, like, wit, like widow and all this shit, like, in the paper. Dies with her, trying to save her children, is what they said. <laughs> so Shut up. I swear. Oh, my and then, God. So Ray, the handyman, he was acquitted of the murder charge, but they did charge him with arson still. But Why? I don't know. I couldn't figure that out either. Okay. So but I'm like, wasn't your uncle, your great uncle? But, like, what? <laughs> but where is Bell? Like, they had, si- like, several sightings, one. but they would investigate and follow up, and they ne- nobody knew, but everybody thinks she faked her death. But, I mean, she is. can't go anywhere because she was all over the newspapers, right? Like, she, they call her the Black Widow. Like, every newspaper in the country was, like, putting her picture on there, that mean, angry one that you saw. So she, and she's so tall, quote, unquote, and big. That they acted like she would stick out five seven. Five seven. A dream. A dream I could be five seven with my five two fucking ass. Be all thin. Right. And tall. (laughs) But uh fucking six foot women who are like that is not. There's all these weird rumors about like, oh, she had to go live in the woods or she was homeless and she was this and that, but she had her buckets of cash. Yeah. Maybe she was actually thin and she was just like taping the money to her. Like a damn cartoon or something. Yeah. You're funny. Like fucking with a Wall Street. Well, that's uh, the story of Belle Gunness. That's it. So she disappeared. No one knows. Nobody knows. And all her kids were gone? She killed them. I, yeah. I love how you're like, she killed them. I was like, no fucking shit. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah. She's like, kids are gone. me summing up what happened, kids, sis. Are, kids are gone. Uh, husband, gone. Husband, Boyfriends. Gone. Boyfriends are gone. They think it's between 14 to 42 people, but no one's ever said, like, an actual name. And they don't, those are the only ones that they found, so they don't even know if there's anything else. Could be way more than that. Mm. 
Isn't that weird? It's wild. That is wild. Mm-hmm. That's a and, yeah. and I looked it up because you know I'm a, I like the ghosty stuff. There they of course the house burned down, but they built a new house on top of oh, the foundation no, no, of no. it. No, yeah, no, we're no, going. No. We're going. Yes, we are. They should not have done that. No, but no, we're gonna but go. They should not have done that. I want to go. We are gonna go. Yes. And we're gonna fucking tarot card up in that shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Ready? Right now. <laughs> Let's Get, go right now. Grab the keys. <laughs> That is wild. Yeah. That's a good one. I always, I'm always so intrigued to see your take on, like, Heather and I, we talk about it. We pick themes. Yeah. That's the most we do. We don't really explain what, what our storyline is. But I'm always so intrigued by the ones you bring to me because I'm Googling the same shit as you. And yet we, like, land on completely different yeah. things. That is accurate. Like, well, you there told weren't me... that many farm murders either, no. by the way. Like, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. There are a handful. Yeah. Like, but you literally one me, handful. Uh, you had told me that yours I had was... To. I was like, like you told me the children died or something. I said a brother. I go. uh, That's right. Yeah, I was like a brother killed his family. And then, because I did see that one, I'm like, I I just went past it because I'm like, oh, that's similar. That's hers. Yeah. But I didn't. Well, if you would have said, oh, that pig farmer who ate. That's the one I was gonna. I know. But this one's a really good one. Then I started to read about this bitch, and I'm like, wait a minute, I gotta talk about her. Yeah. Brynhild. Brynhild. Woof. And isn't ironic that somebody from Norway was the one. The the somebody from Norway is the reason why that she got caught because the brother was from Norway and that's where she left. Yeah, came full circle. Sure did. All right. Oh, damn. I am ready for a feeding. I am ready. Oh my gosh. For some food as well because Sush. I'm pretty sure I'm lit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have one yeah. delirium but nocturnum and I am eight point five skunk right now. It's eight point five. I don't even know if I should drive. Yeah, you should not. I probably won't. It's okay. I will. Have one beer. <laughs> Wasted. Wow. Well, it happens. It does. I mean, I guess. Anywho, that was that was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for that story. Thank you it for was terrible. You coming soon from Mexico. Oh my god. Six days. <sighs> Are we bringing the mic? Days. Are we doing this from the phone? I'm gonna put that on my in my carry on. No, I'm. Oh, ready. We're gonna do it from my phone. <laughs> bringing that. I'm like already worried about ass dildo. I over- like. <laughs> for who? This microphone is huge. I have no idea. Uh huh. <laughs> that one's more reasonable. <laughs> reasonable. I like how you call it. God, you just call it sex toy reasonable. It's not an interest rate. <laughs> it's so reasonable. Like that. <laughs> Jeez. God. Anyway, thanks for listening to a couple of assholes. Yes. Can I put that down?